Hey, great friends. What's happening, man? We are just getting going. It's going to be an exciting Tuesday here on Kaplan and Crew. Glad you guys are all here. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. You know by now, sevenmilecasino.com is the website. And for those of you that are watching, you can go ahead and use the QR code that Alex will put up on the screen here in a second. It'll be on the bottom left corner. So listen, if you are thinking this holiday season about what you're going to do with family and friends, like I told you around Thanksgiving, or if you're looking for a great place to watch games or you want the best brunch in South County, it's Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com, only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego in a smoke-free environment. You're going to thank me because you're going to have a great time. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, um, speaking of gambling, let me talk to you about daily fantasy. That is what prize picks is all about, daily fantasy. So tonight, just as an example, I'm looking at this game tonight between Phoenix and L.A. in the uh, – NBA's in-season tournament, right? And I'm opening up prize picks right now, and they are giving you that today is Taco Tuesday. So it says cook an entry. Giannis tonight, they think that he would score 30 and a half points under normal circumstances against the Knicks, but tonight they're giving him to you at a 13% discount at 26 and a half points for Giannis tonight. I'm taking that right here, no problem. And I got to figure out what I'm going to put it together with. But my point is, it is Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks, and they're giving you a big discount on Giannis. So take advantage by clicking on our QR code. And uh, if, for those of you that are listening, you can go to prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Cheers from our friends at Prize Picks, and they will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. You put in 50, they put in 50. You put in 100, they put in 100. You put in 20, they put in 20. And by the way, keep sending me your Prize Picks, everybody, because I am going to play. Your picks. Keep it coming. Uh, also, want to mention our friends from Tory Holistics and California Holistics. This holiday season, I've said this before, if you have friends that like cannabis products, whether it's to help them sleep, they like to get high, whether it's uh, you know for pain management or mood management or focus or whatever it is that you use cannabis for, use our promo code AMAZING. You'll save 20% at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. And um, you can use that in store. You'll save the 20% or you can have it for home delivery and you'll save the 20%. Amazing is the promo code with Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Click on the QR code. You'll go right there. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kaplan and crew. With just the crew, Grande, Browner, with you guys here on Wednesday, December 6th. And as we sit here today, it looks like maybe a monumental day in the new look San Diego Padres. But we will get to that here shortly. We are brought to you by Seven Mile Casino. Browner, I'm going to talk slow today. If not, I'm going to have a cough attack on air. So this is the monotone way I'm going to speak today. We're brought to you by Seven Mile Casino, just minutes away from downtown San Diego. Right off the 5 Freeway, Seven Mile Casino has all your favorite table games and also has a Sammy's restaurant and bar with a full bar and uh, all your favorite table games, plenty of TVs to watch the game. I don't know if you want to go watch tomorrow's Thursday night football game, but it is a great place to check out football games while you play your favorite table games. Go visit them, Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com for all your all your information. And if you're watching on television or on YouTube, you can scan that QR code. It'll take you straight to their website. 
And remember, when you go to Seven Mile Casino, it's all supposed to be fun. So if you have any sort of problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Browner, we're here. It is Wednesday. Looking like uh, there's going to be some big news coming out of the winter meetings, but it's not official. So I won't really ask you as of yet what you think of anything, but I will ask you, how are you today, big dog? Looking at that Junior Seau. Is that Junior Seau or Sean Merriman on that hat in the front? I can't see the number. Come on, bro. You know that's you know that's Junior. You know that's Junior. Yeah. But I mean, if it was for purposes of the show, if that was Merriman, that would be great. If you could wear oh, a that would be great. hat in front of Scott every day, that'd be awesome. Oh, 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 little guy. That would be fantastic. That'd mm-hmm. be fantastic. I'm good, man. I yesterday I was struggling. I, I yesterday was one of those days where you just gotta, you know, get to the end of the game. Uh mm-hmm. today I feel a little bit better. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be able to do the show without spitting in a bucket underneath the table like I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh cool. but oh. Oh, oh. Well, mm-hmm. I, I've been waiting on some news to come down, whether it be Otani or whether it be whether it be Soto since Saturday. So yeah. any time, fellas, any day now, either or, either or. Because the last thing I heard was that the Dodgers had spoken to, according to Dave Roberts, the Dodgers had spoken Ooh. to Otani for about two hours. Shame on which, you, Dave. That that's the place that I've been saying he's gonna go this entire time. Uh, I think they kind of punted on free agency last year to nail this guy this year. They had to make sure they had the treasure chest ready to offer him. So and and to the transition from Kershaw to him would just be so seamless when it comes to face of the franchise for the next 10 years or whatever it is the deal that they give him. So and in addition to that, like I watched the state game last night and okay. And then I ended up watching it, the end of the Lakers game, which okay, like if you want to, if you want to create a conspiracy, that, and I'm not saying that this exists. If you want to create a conspiracy for the Lakers to win the first, you know, inaugural midseason cup because they're the Lakers and they're the greatest franchise in basketball, see last night. I'd like to uh, can't call, call timeout if you don't have the ball. I'd like to give Adam Silver his flowers. Because yeah, because I hated this thing. It, it's awesome. No, that's not what I was going to say. I haven't watched it, so I have no idea if it's awesome. I'm saying what I will say is this. What I will say is this. It, the fact that fans already think you're rigging it for the Lakers means that it is a valid tournament officially. The stamp <laughs> of approval by the fans is this thing is rigged for the Lakers to win. Really, dude. Really, that's that's we're already there. So shout out to Adam Silver. You've officially got yourself something that not, not uh, people like it. People have been raving yeah, about it, the but now like there's it. also, but now you're being accused of rigging it for the Lakers. So, you know, it's legit. You know, it's legit. I'm not saying it if, is rigged for if Lakers. If anybody, the, the if nobody, if nobody cared about this thing, if nobody was throwing accusations at you, if nobody was saying this is rigged for the Lakers, then you, you probably had a dud on your hands. But the fact that everybody, and I mean, everybody that's not a Laker fan yesterday was like, this thing's rigged. This thing's rigged. This thing's rigged. It's awesome. Good job, Adam Silver. If if you listen, I don't think it's rigged. But if you want to create a case for that, it is rigged. This is a this is a very big, glaring red example. This is Exhibit A. If you were in court, this would be Exhibit A. Mm. Boom! Look at this thing. With the referee standing right there, the ball rolling to grant them a timeout. Clearly, when they didn't have the ball, it's just mysterious. When they when the Suns are going to get the ball right underneath the basket. And no one around them. So 
I, I just thought last night was a that was interesting. I thought I was way more more disappointing thing last night was San Diego State's effort against Grand Canyon. Uh, you think it was shout effort? Out to, shout out to Grand Canyon, I guess. You know, first time for everything. Uh, that building was lit last night, so they get credit for that. But that building is lit all the time. That was a that was a setup. That was I don't know who scheduled that game. I don't know if it was. I think they actually said it was supposed to be a makeup game from like years ago before COVID. So I do remember, like, I think Grand Canyon came here and that game, I mean, it emphasized everything that I'm worried about San Diego State. Listen, do I think they're a Final Four team? God, no. Did I think they were a Final Four team last year? Hell no. Nope. So the fact that they made it to the national championship, it goes back to the college football playoff. The best team doesn't always make it, dog. Like, that's right. just the best team doesn't always make it. Sometimes you just go on a magical run, and that's what San Diego State did last year. As far as this year's team goes, you would expect you go, you bring back Trammell, you bring back Parrish, you bring back Lamont Butler. You're like, oh, and Ladie, like, oh, you got four dudes back from a national championship team, national championship game team, and you're thinking this mm-hmm. is going to be this is going to be great. And they just it just doesn't look that way. They they handed the keys of the car to Jaden Ladie, which is great for Jaden Ladie and his future uh, in the NBA. But is it a great thing for the San Diego State basketball team? I don't know. I don't think San Diego State's ever been a team where you need a guy to score 25-plus points a game. They've never been that team. They've never had that guy to have a guy score 25 points a game. They've never had that guy. They've never had that guy. So I don't think they know how to play that way, to just consistently be like, where's Ladee? Where's Ladee? Where's Ladee? Ladee, can you rebound and put it back up? Ladee, can you just force some shots up? Ladee, can you get to the line? And I don't know if that's the way they're intending to play. That's just the way that it's panned out so far this year. Mm -hmm. And they've had some very questionable games so far this year. I mean, that game against UCSD, they're not supposed to happen, Ugh. you know. And 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 listen, like, last night was very similar. Yeah, because every time they needed a stop, they couldn't get one. Mm-hmm. Every time they needed a bucket, they the GCU went on a run for some mm-hmm. You know, it was never like a blowout either way. Don't get me wrong. San Diego State was in this thing the whole thing. Grand Canyon might turn out to be a tournament team themselves. Like they've turned that program around from uh, online university infomercial <laughs> school to whatever they are now. Um, it's a very difficult place to play. Don't get me wrong. It was lit. It was incredible. They had 8,000 people outside watching the game. You know, it wasn't just what they had inside. But I'm very worried so far. And I think I texted you guys. I was like, hey, San Diego State is either one, not a good team this year, or two, not a good team yet. And I don't know. I don't know which one's the case. The first time I ever saw Grand Canyon, I think it was like 2 a.m. in the morning on a commercial for an online school. And they just beat San Diego State in, the, in a basketball game. Yeah. So I shout out to whoever created that school to make money because you did the right thing. I thought I think Dan Marley had a lot to do with that school when it first started because I think he was their first coach. But that's yeah. not the point. The point being this. Last night I had a bunch of things in sports where I looked at it and I went, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. And then to wake up this morning and I and then to see the Soto thing kind of getting to a point where it's all it's time. Well, you know, oh my gosh. by the way, Grand Canyon is four and one against San Diego State all time. Three and one in the last 10 years. Don't Grand play Canyon owns San. Oh, I thought no. San Diego State has got to the point where they don't they should never play these teams ever again. Don't they should never play UCSD. Man. They should never play USD. Should never even look at that purple in Grand Canyon ever, ever, never, ever. Ever. Unless it's in a tournament. Yeah. So yeah, I I I, this the idea that the Soto thing is about the the the, the baby's crowning uh, to speak for those of you who have ever been in a uh, a labor room. I haven't. 
That means the baby's coming out. That means it's about to happen. I, I know what it means, but I haven't been in the labor room. This is this is a day I didn't want to see, man. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to see this day. I don't want him traded. I, I think that if you were to win a World Series with him, and, that, and that's a big if, if you were to win with him and he were to walk, so Great. many people would feel better about that. Then for you to trade him for some prospects, for some dudes, for some bodies, just to fill out the roster because obviously your financial situation has you feeling some kind of way about how you're going to fill out your roster. So I just – Yeah, and the main piece being a starter, or I guess he'll be a starter here, Michael King, who's 28 years old, who has never been a full-time starter in his five-year career. Last year the Yankees were like, all right, we're, we're really not going to make the playoffs, so go ahead, let's get some starts. And he, he looked great, obviously, in eight starts. He had like a very a sub-three ERA, strikes out a lot of dudes. But, yeah, it doesn't really inspire – confidence in the 2024 prospects right like and what i mean by that prospects i mean is the outcome of the season Correct. you're not a better team without juan soto no i don't care what anybody can spin at me right you're not a better team without juan soto you're just not you're never going to be a better team without juan soto and i know like listen on for the last six to seven months we've had this discussion about his empty stats right how he padded his stats in 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 september how he had a lot of uh you know, meaningless home runs when the games were already out of hand. Uh, when the light, when the Padres were not, a, they were never really officially eliminated until the end of the season. But you know what I mean? Like right. it, it all came towards the end and he struggled this year in the beginning. He did struggle this year in the beginning, but the mm-hmm. point being is having Tatis and having Juan Soto in your outfield. That's a good thing. <sighs> it's Man, a listen. very good thing. And you put yourself in the situation. And what I mean, you, you know who I'm talking about. You put yourself in the situation where you lost three starters, where mm-hmm. you have to cut 50 to 60 million dollars in payroll. And where are you going to get else? Are you going to get that money? You gave extensions to Jake Cronenworth. You gave extensions to you, Darvish. You gave extensions to Manny Machado, which, by the way, I still think that's going to pan out fine. But after the I year, don't. everyone after this last year, everyone wants to flip out. He had four amazing seasons here. He had one average one. And his average one, he still hit 30 home runs and almost 100 RBIs. So what I'm saying is, as a general manager, and that question will be asked too, was it really all AJ? Or was the owner pushing him to just do some remarkable marketing, incredible stuff to get the fan base riled up? I don't know the answer. All I know is that it happened. And that general manager, vice president of baseball operations is still there. He put himself in the situation where he had to trade Juan Soto. He had to trade Juan Soto. And that is not good management. For me, I, 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 this is where I stand because now we have to look at everything going forward and we have to look at everything going forward from a manage a financially manageable perspective. For me, this team has far more promise going forward with Soto and Tatis in the outfield than anybody else on that roster. So as far as I'm concerned, if I, if I was in that, organization if, if i'm at the top of that organization and we're all in a meeting and we're discussing and you got to slam the table and you got to tell us what you want i don't care who else is on this roster trade you know what i do whatever you got to do to make sure that to teach is it to teach is here and soto is here because those are two 10-year contracts that i have feel like have the most upside to them the everybody else yeah, and I like Bogertz, and I like Manny too. Don't get me wrong; I like Manny too. I don't have a I don't have a problem with Manny, but when you're talking about the upside of your 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 organization 
and more bites at the apple, so to speak, you would have two guys in their early mid to early 20s who are stars in baseball, stars, bookending your outfield for a decade. To if me, you, it. you move whoever you need to move to make sure that those two dudes are the pillars. That's what I'm saying. You and, and if that means Manny, if that means Bogarts, if that means Cronenworth, if that means not re-signing Kim, if that means figuring out a way to get rid of Darvish's contract, if that if that means figuring out a way to move Joe Musgrove's contract, you do whatever you need to do to make sure for the next decade those two dudes are running out in the outfield. Period. End of discussion yeah. for me. For me. Yeah. But they didn't operate that way, and I think that the fact that they knew they couldn't afford him in the offseason next year is already an issue, too, because now you're going to look at, well, what's wrong for 2025? And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll figure out. As And listen, you guys watching, listening, you guys know where we currently sit. It hasn't happened yet, even though everybody – I just saw a report from The Athletic uh, like an hour ago uh, that said, like, if you're going to do a football comparison, it's not at the one-yard line. It's at the half-yard line. So we're on the way for it to happen. Um, but you're absolutely, I agree with you, Brown. I 100% agree with you. If you're telling me, and I, and listen, we, we have the ability to, to, to look back and be like, well, that was a mistake, but AJ is the one that has to live with it. And when you, what I mean by that is all these extensions I brought up, the Xander Bogart's contract obviously didn't pan out, hasn't panned out. You got nine more, 10 more years with him. Right. So you're right. I mean, you to contract, by the way. Is gonna be one of the biggest bargains in baseball. Like it just is. He, I think he only gets paid like twenty five million dollars at the max per year. So, um, I think if you having Tatis and having Soto in the outfield in your lineup every single day for the next ten years, that's what should have been priority. But obviously, it didn't happen. So, mm. but I don't think we're done. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, as we sit here, nothing's happened. I don't think we're done. I think that there's a very high probability that Hassan Kim could be traded this offseason. I think there's a very high probability that Trent Grisham might be part of the Soto deal. I think Jake Cronenworth is very likely to get moved this offseason if they're able to. I think that they're going to cut places everywhere they can, except Machado, Bogarts, Tatis, Musgrove, and Darvish. I think those guys are not going to get moved because I don't think they can move them. I and I think everybody else is on the table. Everybody. You got to fill out a roster. You got to fill out a roster. You got to fill out that when you come open it, come opening day, you got to put 26 dudes on the, on the, on the lineup somewhere. And um, I, I think that everybody's available and I wouldn't be surprised if this team looks drastically different come opening day in South Korea, by the way, maybe don't, they don't trade Hassan Kim because they got to play in South Korea to start the season. See, I think that they're going to be moves, but they're not going to be seismic after Soto. I think the Soto thing is going to be seismic. I don't think the the snail thing can be considered seismic because he's a free agent. He gets to do whatever he wants if you can't pony up the cash. This roster is going to – I mean, you know there's going to be – you know three guys are going to be on the everyday roster, quite frankly, four of them. You know Soto's going to – you know Tatis is going to be there. You know Cronenworth's going to be there. You know uh, uh, Bogart's going to be there. You know Manny's going to be there. So that's not necessarily a drastic overhaul of the roster. We don't really know what's going to happen with Trent Grisham. I hope he somehow magically vanishes in the Soto, you know, tornado that's going to leave town. But this also gives you an opportunity to, again, look at what they have in the minor league system and all these upper guys, the Jackson Merrill, the people who folks keep talking about are good. My guy, Ethan Salas, there are a bunch of people that are talking about all these younger guys that they have. 
let's see what they got. Because what you're going to be getting, and we talked about this before when, it, when we talked about when they got Soto, what they gave up to get Soto, you look at it and you go, eh, those guys yeah. aren't setting the earth on fire. That's what you're going to get back with a little lesser. One less guy, a bunch, a bunch of dudes who are major league baseball players, but they're not difference makers. They're, 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 they're spot holders. Yeah. Well, so, these are the two dudes that have been mentioned as these are the two guys that AJ Preller wants. And they're both pitching guys. I already brought up Michael King, who did pitch for the Yankees last year. He's 28. In his career, 247 innings pitched, 3.3 ERA. Strikes out a lot of dudes. Doesn't give up a lot of hits. So promising, but has never been a full-time starter. So that's what he's going to be signed up to be. The other guy, Drew Thorpe, 23-year-old prospect in AAA last year, was is excellent. In, 23, in 2023, he went 14-2, and 140 innings pitched. Uh, struck out 182 while only allowing 38 walks, 252 ERA. So you're looking at guys that are one, Drew Thorpe's going to be up here or start in AAA, but make his way up here next year. And you're looking at Michael King, who's going to fill out maybe three, number three, number four role. That at least that's what they're they're planning, right? Because right? you got you got to fill out the roster. And um, you know, like I said, Browner, you you we're all I, even if Scott were here, I think the three of us would be in agreement, like. We don't want to see Juan Soto traded, but that's going to happen. So now it's okay. You got to hope everybody that you get pans out because mm. are the Nationals happy right now? I don't know. I no. don't know. Like I, I really don't. I don't know the the guys in, in minor leagues. I know C.J. Abrams was fine. I know, he's but a, I know Mackenzie okay. Gore. But he's I know okay. Mackenzie Gore isn't looking like he's gonna ever gonna be a number one guy. Could he be another? You know. Eric Lauer was 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 part of the San Diego Padres, and the dude was great here. But he's been fine. He, you know, he's still pitching. He's still chucking innings out there. You know, like that's kind of what Mackenzie Gore's trajectory looks like. It doesn't really look like he's ever going to turn into Clayton Kershaw. That's for sure. So oh, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, you got a year and a, a year and three months of Juan Soto. You got one of the most magical victories in playoffs that this city's ever seen, and ever. Soto was part of it. He got a big hit. He scored the the, the winning run. So. Yeah, I think that – do I regret that A.J. Preller got Juan Soto? No. no. Do, I regret, do I regret a bunch of other decisions that led to this moment? Hell yes, I do. Not me, man. Not me. Because, again, I like the roster. I always liked the roster. I thought that the roster was mismanaged at a lot of levels, and that could be part of A.J.'s issue, too, if he's, if he's micromanaging things. I just felt like this team never really had a leader. No. I felt like this team never really had somebody who – could put their foot down in a locker room and have guys all stand at attention with respect and not fear. And so we kind of have a situation now where now we are waiting to see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, um, I, maybe, maybe it was too many cooks in the kitchen. How about yeah, that? Maybe there yeah, was too many yeah. dude trying to speak up. Yeah. You don't know. All right. Well, let, listen, we'll, we'll wait and see to make this thing official. But we are brought to you by once again by Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com, just minutes away from downtown San Diego. And right off the five freeway in the uh, beautiful harbor of Chula Vista, uh, they got all your favorite table games, plenty of TVs to watch the sporting events, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar with a full bar. Go check them out. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Uh, coming up, we'll talk more about the, the, the winter meetings. And we're also going to be joined by Eric Williams to get us ready for NFL Week 14. This is Kaplan and crew.
Welcome back, everybody, to Kaplan and Crew with just the crew. Myself, Grande, and Browner with you guys today. Scott's back tomorrow. He's up in L.A. doing L.A. Cap Thanks. Uh, we are brought to you by Mountain Trust Realty, mountaintrustrealty.com. Uh, if you're looking to buy a home or resell your, or, or sell your home, and I see the interest rates are dropping, so if you're looking to refinance your home soon, maybe, hopefully, uh, give Gary a call, 858-376-1299. Uh, he even helped my wife's coworker find a place in Washington. So he is incredibly helpful and diligent. Gary Cooper is a man to call. Maltrustrealty.com, 858-376-1299. All right. Um, it's obviously been all baseball so far today. It's probably going to be all baseball the rest of the show, but we'll take a little bit of a break here because there is a lot happening in the NFL. We're in the heart of it, boys, uh, believe it or not. Um, week 14 already. Week 14 is here and joining us now, like he does most Wednesdays, is Eric Williams of Fox Sports. Eric, how are you, dude? What's going on, fellas? I'm doing well. Like you said, heart of the season. These were the games kind of start to crank up a little bit and have more importance and uh, yeah. looking forward to the rest of it. And we just had uh, one of the biggest marquee matchups probably of the year. And it was mm -hmm. Niners destroying the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> like destroying them. Uh, and everything was behind the line of scrimmage, but it didn't matter. They still got it done. Eric, what'd you see from San Francisco? Let's start there because yeah. uh, the, we'll get into the NFC West here because the Rams are all of a sudden spicy again. I've been calling them spicy all year. Uh, when Stafford wow. got hurt, when Stafford got hurt, they went mild, but now they're, they're cranking back up. But uh -huh. we'll start with the Niners because that was a big matchup of week 13. Now yeah. there's MVP conversation for a certain quarterback that no one likes to mention here. But what'd you see from San Francisco? <laughs> are they clearly just, are they just going to run through the NFC? I don't think so, but it certainly looked at it the way they, they handled uh, the Eagles. A couple different interesting things. Uh, you know, obviously going to the game, there was a lot of trash talking back and forth. One team backed it up. The other team did not. Obviously, the, the Niners were ready to, to play because of what had happened the year before in the NFC Championship game. They wanted to prove that, hey, if we have a quarterback, we will beat you. And they certainly did that. Um, Debo Samuel. I mean, that was really the thing that stood out. I mean, Debo just kind of took it to another level in terms of his performance. And when he plays like that, they're just hard to beat because he can score anywhere on the field. Um, and so when you have a guy like that where you just give it to him on a bubble screen and he's gone or you give it to him on a, a tunnel screen and he's out, I mean, it's just th those are game momentum changing type of plays that he's able yeah. to 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 create on his own, essentially. Uh, they stopped them from running the football. And, and if Philadelphia can't run it, they're a different team. And I think we saw that, you know, 46 rushing yards. So, you know, the Niner, uh, Niners were able to kind of, you know, hold them to field goals early. And then once they scored touchdowns and Philadelphia couldn't run the ball, they had to kind of change the way they played and they weren't able to be effective doing that. And then obviously we got to talk about the, the, the bouncer on the sideline, getting into it. Gone. <laughs> I mean, gone. we can't have that. I'm sorry. Like the, the head of security is usually a laid back dude in terms of teams that I covered in the past, whether it's been the Chargers or the Seahawks, he's never been a guy that's out there being combative and confrontational with right. players. And Do you so think he was league... being combative and confrontational? Because I didn't. I thought he was just kind of I thought he was just breaking separating. up something that happened in front of him. He has no business being up there talking to now, That's players. probably true. That, yeah, that's he, true. He shouldn't even been close to the play. He should have been in the that's back. True. Nobody nobody was 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 threatened in that situation, so there's no mm -hmm. need for him to well, be Well, he there. was. Well, he was threatening the player. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, yeah. he, it wasn't it wasn't crazy. But he shouldn't even yeah. have been there. That's kind of what I'm talking about. And yeah. for a player to be ejected, 
I mean, if you're a fan or a better, uh, that's an issue. <laughs> and and we know how much the NFL is in bed with the gambling community right mm-hmm. now. I mean, if you're Las Vegas and you see that, you're like, hold on a second. Like, that's that's impacting what's happening in the game when you lose a best defensive player in terms of the Niners and you lose a non-player if you're Philadelphia. So the NFL really needs to take a close look. The NFL got lucky that it was a blowout and that the Niners won. Because if it was a close game and the Niners lost, I think the conversation elevates to a level that we've seen, you know, the NFL get conversations elevated too. But the fact that the Niners won convincingly, everybody's like, ah, it didn't even matter. Yeah. But if if it was a close game, that that would be the only thing we'd be talking about. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't necessarily think that the game was as bad as it looked on paper. I thought the first half of that game was pretty close. And somehow in the second half, smart coaches, and I feel like how Shanahan did this, he saw the weak spot and what the Eagles had, and he started attacking it. Hmm. And he kept attacking it and attacking it and attacking it. And then at some point, the dam kept breaking. Right. And and I think because people say, oh, he's exposed the backside of the Eagles. The Eagles have had this problem all year. Yeah. What really works for the Eagles is their front four gets yeah. to the quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah. therefore, when you got all those four monsters up there and they can get to your quarterback, the, the back end of that defense looks pretty good. Right. But just like any NFL team, if you can't get to the quarterback, those guys can't cover back there forever. It doesn't matter how good they are. And he so really, I feel like – go ahead. Sorry, Brown. You're right. He really exposed the front seven. Yeah. Who have, have some big guys up front. Those guys got tired. And then, like you said, the second level, the linebackers, I think that's a weak spot of their defense, and, and they struggle to, to get guys on the ground. See, and I, I don't I don't think that we are in a situation, because I think they're going to destroy the Cowboys. I, I think the, the 49ers came into that game from last year going, I can't wait to play. They had that game circled on their calendar as an organization. Yep. They had far more fire and energy going into that game than the Eagles did, and the Eagles had been basically coming off of games where, they, they found a way to win here, found a way to win there, found a way to win here. And in the second half, they just didn't have the punch. They didn't have the fight. They didn't have that extra that San Francisco had because everybody were all black to the game. Like, <laughs> it meant more to San Francisco, and it looked like it did because they punched them boys in the mouth, and then they kept punching and kept punching and kept punching. So I don't think this is the end of Philadelphia, so to speak. And I don't think San Francisco is miles ab- miles better then the Eagles, I just think they, they wanted it more, and that's what we saw. Yeah, and the Eagles had been playing, what, three games in 13 days. Yeah. Uh, I think we're seeing the kind of the residual effect of, of that. And and there was so much hype going into it for San Francisco. The mm-hmm. game meant more to San Way Francisco more. than it did Philly. I think that's kind of the bottom line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's, see, let's kick it with the NFC West here for a second. I called the Rams spicy. Uh, the Rams' three-game win streak. Stafford looks to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyron Williams looks to be a difference maker and they're doing it without Cooper cup. You know, Cooper cup isn't having the biggest season. He's been hurt all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they, they take on the Ravens and I believe the game is in Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right. That's correct. So yeah. uh, is this where the, the fun stops for the Rams or do you think they actually can, can stay afloat and be part of this NFC uh, playoff picture? No, I think the Rams can win this game. I think they have to play as good as they can play, but I think we've seen with Baltimore, they're going to make mistakes and give teams opportunities to kind of hang in there. And it's hard for Baltimore the way to blow teams out because of the way that they play. It's leaning on the running game and, and you know, trying to take deep shots off of play action. So um, Rams have a shot. Um, their defense has really kind of been the, the 
the part of that team that stepped up. I think they're giving up just 16 points a game in the, uh, their three-game win streak. And so, you know, guys like Kobe Turner are playing well and, and uh, Byron Young coming off the edge. Uh, they're better in their secondary. You know, they've got a little more stability there by bringing John Johnson back, you know, as a safety. Uh, Witherspoon has had a great season at, at corner for them. Um, so they've stepped up defensively and then offensively. McVay's just kind of done what he's done in years past. I really feel like this has been McVay's best coaching job since he's been with the Rams coming off a five and 12 season where he just didn't look like he was having a lot of fun last year. Mm -hmm. you, you were wondering if he's going to come back, you know, he already won a Super Bowl. Does he really need to come back? Mm -hmm. He seems to have been rejuvenated and re-energized re and is now kind of, you know, he uses joy a lot whenever you you listen to his conversations or you talk to him in terms of this year, enjoying, you know, coaching, enjoying playing. Um, I, I think he's done a great job of just kind of getting this young group to develop, be resilient and and play to their potential. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Ravens, see if they can kind of keep it going. See, I think the emergence of Nakua has really allowed them to have a different option at that position. And I don't think it's, not, it's not, I mean, Cooper Cup clearly is still suffering from the effects of that injury. Mm -hmm. So I think them being able to just have put another guy in that slot and get similar production from that slot, I think mm -hmm. that's been a bigger help to their offense and kind of settling everything else. Because now everything else has seemed to fall in place now that they've been able to figure that portion out because it's such a big part of their offense. I think that's what helped them more than anything. Yeah, no doubt because Cooper was injured and you're able to uh, put in a guy with a similar skill set mm -hmm. on outside to kind of really take over as your number one receiver. I mean, let's be real. Mm -hmm. That's that's what he's been. But yeah. I think along with that, Kyron Williams has just given them a different element yes. from the backfield as a runner and a pass catcher. One of the things McVay likes to do is like to throw to the running back out of the backfield. We got we saw that a little bit with Cam, but then you know they had whatever the issues they what they had with whatever with that Cam, was, whatever it was. We I still wow. don't really know, uh, but he's no longer there. Uh, but but Kyron is explosive out of the backfield, kind of like Austin Eckler in his prime for the Chargers. And so when you have a, a back that gives you those multi dimensions, um, it, it 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 puts a stress on the defense. Let's let's give the big guys credit though. I mean Stafford's mm -hmm. been sacked one time in three games. Did Miles Garrett even play on Sunday? Like I, I the Browns did nothing. I mean, I know he hurt. really hurt. Come he on, don't do that to him, man. Don't I know, but I, it, but it sounds good for my argument. You know, like did Miles Garrett even play on Sunday? There was where was he? But I know that he should probably be on IR right now because he's shoulder yeah, half off his body. But like, still, the, the 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 fact is that the Rams have allowed Stafford to be sacked once in three games, and that's got to be what the biggest difference so far. Yeah, their highest draft pick, Steven Avila, has done a nice job at guard. They've stayed healthy for the most part this year, which they didn't last year. So having that chemistry and 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 having the same five guys in there for the majority of the time has certainly helped. And then scheme. I mean, Matthew's getting the ball out quick. And so that helps, too. You don't have to pass protect as much. Um, yeah. So I think so, it's a combination of all those things. So Scott's also, not here. To, to, go ahead, because I'm going to switch you, subjects. So am I. You, oh. you mentioned Austin Eckler. Uh -oh. And I and I got it. I gotta say it, man. I I got it. I'm a I'm a be him. Okay, all these running backs who complained about not getting paid. Yeah, every single one of them. Where they at? Where they at? So like, that would be Saquon. Is, that would be Saquon. Saquon Barkley. Saquon. Tony Pollard. What? Where the hell is Tony Pollard? Where Josh the Jacobs? hell? Well, Josh Jacobs has been okay. 
Not great. Yeah, but... Don't give him a pass. Uh, okay, where the hell is Josh Jacobs? He ain't doing what he did last year. And most importantly, Austin Eckler, my guy. Let me let me ask you a question. If you're going to talk the way you talk, yeah. If you're going to not play because they didn't pay you, so you're going to play when you're ready to play, bro. You can't come. You can't be playing like this. We could talk about Justin Herbert. We could talk about the wide receivers. We could talk about the drops. We could talk about a lot of stuff. You like you said, prime Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Is one of the best doing it. Yeah, he should still be prime Austin Eckler. But if you don't play, your your body can't respond like it should as a football player. What like what the hell is going on with this guy? Well, like you said, it, it ju- the way he's playing right now justifies the Chargers not paying. Yeah, I mean that it just it's just kind of you know confirming you know, what happened before the season. So yeah, you're right. Like if you, if you, if you make that much noise and you, you got to come in and, and perform and he hasn't done that one guy has performed, but he already got paid and that's McCaffrey. Right. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook's another one. Ooh. Oh, oh. terrible. Oh, terrible. Dalvin Cook was like, why y'all won't give me the ball? Like, bro, yeah. we didn't even know you was here. <laughs> what is the, the running back position for the guys have made so much. Cause one of the things about, DeAndre Swift noise. got paid. He's doing great. Well, yeah. He didn't get when paid you, as much as he wanted. Them. No, but he got I mean, but he got years. No one's getting years. <laughs> when you make when you make as much noise as these guys made, and in addition to that, you get the attention from the noise you made. Right. You need to show up. And yep. none of them have. None of them have to the way that they made noise. So if you thought they didn't get paid last time, woo! Twenty percent discount, and then yeah, we're not going to listen uh, in the offseason. Yes, what happened. yes. All right, Eric. Uh, you, I don't know. Were you at the Were you at the Rams game this last week? No, didn't go to the okay. Rams game. So Scott was, and he dropped the nugget. Uh, and if you missed it, it was it is in Monday's YouTube uh, mid midpoint show. He was speaking with a quote Rams executive. And if you go to his Instagram, you know who he was talking to. Exactly. Uh, but I, but he, he didn't to. say it. He didn't say it publicly. But I mean, I'm not an idiot, so I know who he was talking to. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Demoff. Um. Yeah. So he, um, according to a Rams executive, if the Chargers would have lost on Sunday, they would have fired Brandon Staley. Ooh. You run in the same circles, kind of up there in LA. You've yeah. heard things. You've seen things. Is it that close? On, is it on the verge of like if he suffers another humiliating loss? Because that would have been a humiliating loss. Sure. It was a it was a terrible offensive <clears throat> performance. Got saved by the Patriots, oh. which just tank are tanking majestically. But right. is it that close to if this dude does lose like another bad game, is he out? Yeah, I can't confirm that and haven't heard that. The only thing I've heard is he's basically coaching for his job and talking to people, uh, you know, within the organization. Um, so that kind of jives with that kind of urgency, you know, with, with what Scott has, has been told. Um, it makes sense, you know, based on what we've seen and the way we've seen the the coach react in post-game interviews. He certainly seems like there he's, he feels that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, they haven't done that since, since 98. So it would be out of character for this Mattis family to let go of a coach in the middle of the year and not let them finish. Um, I guess you just have to kind of weigh what's the benefits, you know, from from letting a guy know go now versus just waiting till the end of the year. I have a great benefit, and I've said it before. Okay. No, I just think it's accurate. Is Kellen Moore still going to be considered a possible head coach in the future of the NFL? Right. 
So why not just hire him basically in essence for free? Like, let's see what he can actually do. Can he rich Bisaccia this thing and turn and like inspire some confidence in the locker room? Like it's a, to me, it's a smart move. To me, it's an incredibly smart move that you, you let go. Of, I mean, it might be, we might be approaching too late territory, but mm -hmm. uh, two weeks ago when they were in the three game losing streak, I would have done it then. Right. So that's a, that's a big benefit is to get, kind of get a preview of what you could see next year by giving him a, a, a four week or five week window to run the team, you know, see how he's going to do during the week. What's he going to be like in meetings with the team? Um, yeah. But the fact that they haven't done it, maybe that's kind of your answer right there. Maybe, well, maybe the, the offense did get way worse with him. Maybe they don't can see I, him as a guy. Can I just, can I just, again, I will be him. I will be him. It's okay for this segment. I will be, I will be him. <laughs> Justin Herbert was better when he wasn't here. Ooh. Now all of a sudden, Dak Prescott appears to be the MVP when he ain't there. Ooh. I don't want to hear no more about this dude being a head coach. Okay. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If Eric Bieniemy cannot be a head coach, this joker can't oh, be a head coach either. The commander should do the exact same thing. They should fire Ron Rivera today and let Bieniemy see what he got. You know, like they, they're the same situation. They got nothing to lose. I got I got more faith in Bieniemy than I do in this joker because Justin Herbert is at least a talent. Sam yeah. Howell is just a dude, and he just slanging it as a little dude playing football. I respect it. He gritty. He got fight, but he ain't Justin Herbert. Like, yeah. you got a top-five skill set quarterback in the league, and you got weapons, and they got worse. They scored six points last week. Maybe maybe Herbert. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do they have weapons? The Chargers? I think the Chargers got weapons. Do they have I weapons? Think the, I think the Chargers yeah, got They have Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, weapon. When, Keenan when, Allen, when besides Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen might be the second-best receiver this year, though. And that's the only person he throws the ball to when you yeah. watch him. Well, you're done, the guy's going to drop it. I mean, you just mentioned Eckler. I mean... And, and and this is my point. If if he's so smart as an offensive coordinator, you see your running back struggling. What does he do best? I'm gonna do that for a couple of plays. I'm gonna get my other guys going because I know my quarterback gonna be okay. I'm not worried about him. I know he know what he's doing. I need to get these other guys in comfortable positions. This joker keep dropping the ball. Let's find a way to get him the ball so he don't drop the ball no more. Yeah. It, they they just don't. He just doesn't do it for me from an offensive coordinator perspective. He's not creative. Stuff they're doing, I'm not like, whoa, that looks cool. It's just Keenan Allen is a good ass wide receiver. Yeah. That's it. No, I I, th I think it's I think it's fair to to question what's happening there on offense because the production's not there. And like you said, I mean, Justin's been good, but he hasn't been what we expected. But I also Correct. feel like part of it is they don't have a lot of explosive playmakers on the perimeter other than Keenan uh, that can go out there and win one-on-one -on -one matchups. Quentin Johnson hasn't been what we expected. Oh, um, oh. You know, unfortunately, he's, he's you drop had, a ball three times all in the same catch. He's had issues with drops. He, he, That's so a first-round season. You're just making the case against Tom Telesco, too. Let's get rid of the – let's clean house, y'all. Jordan Addison went be behind him. He's a pretty good player. Uh, every receiver behind Quentin Johnson has been better than Quentin Johnson. Every receiver. Puka Nakul no, was no. in the fifth round, dog. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? I'm not going to let y'all do that. I'm not going to let y'all do that. I'm not going to let y'all do that. Zay Flowers struggled to start the year. He's now he's coming not along. But he's not yeah, anymore. Yeah, but he's coming along. Everybody knew Quentin Johnson was the largest project. They knew he mm -hmm. had the highest ceiling. This was this was talked about. He had the highest ceiling. You knew Jordan Addison was going to be what he was day one. Right. Oh, you knew. 
You'd everybody so why'd you knew. Him, why'd you take him in the first round then? If he's such a project, Quentin Johnson. Yeah, because he was supposed to be Andre Johnson level dude wide receiver. I dude was balling in the national championship. Dude was balling in the college football playoff. All of a sudden, he forgets how to catch. I don't know. Man, Just the saying. NFL a different beast. The NFL a different beast. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Williams from Fox Sports joining us. Uh, you're headed to, or are you going to be in LA for the tr- Broncos Charger game? Chargers Broncos, that's the plan. Is, did the Broncos luck run out? Everybody going to stop beating themselves because they beat the Broncos beat themselves Man. against Houston. So now, yeah. So we got, anyways, we got ten seconds. Quick on, quick on that one, Eric. Uh, you know, interesting to see how Russell Wilson continues to to play Bad. if he if he can Bad. bounce back, <laughs> and and you know, Chargers need to win this game, obviously. All right. Yeah, they do. And so do the yeah, Broncos, by Broncos. the way. So, uh, Eric, thank you for joining us. Always appreciate you. it, man. Enjoy the game. Uh, I think it's going to be a great close game because that's the only kind of game the Chargers play is close, not necessarily great. So, Eric, thank you. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. All right, buddy. Great friends. We'll talk more, obviously, more baseball, unfortunately, in San Diego when we come back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kaplan and Crew. We just finished talking with Eric Williams. Uh, and now we're going to get back into a little baseball. But, Browner, before we do, um, I was looking. I wanted to ask Eric because the Rams are playing the Ravens this week. And I wanted to ask him, is this the Odell Beckham revenge game? Because right now on prize picks, they have them at 40 and a half receiving yards to go against the Rams. 40 and a half receiving yards. And before they hit their bye week, like Odell actually finally finally started looking like he was going to start being the guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of like over or more, excuse me, than 40 and a half yards for OBJ. I don't I Odell Odell is in the no bet zone for me. There's certain people okay. that I talk about on this show that are in the no bet zone. Odell's in the no bet zone. What about I, Puka? I, Puka's in the 50, bet zone. 57 and a half. I like that. I like that because of the way that the offense is going and it's trending towards him. And now that he's shown the ability to catch it short when they run long, I, I like that because that Rams offense is built yeah. on catching short and running long. So I like the opportunities for Puka. I got to tell y'all about last night in my prospect. I told you know who to listen to me and not the quote unquote goon squad. And who? I lost his money. Scott. Mm. I told Scott and do not go 11 rebounds and assists. For Dame Lillard, don't do it. He did it. He lost. Me, on the other hand, I was able to win a little money last night when I had Jalen Brown more than 24 and a half points. He had 30. I had Damian Lillard for more than 25 and a half points. He had 28. I had mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton and Jason Tatum for less than 58 points, and they had 58 points as a total. And so somehow, since it's 58, I lost, but whatever. And then I had uh, Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis for more than 20 rebounds, and they had 23 rebounds. I'm your man, okay? I'm your man on prize picks. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I've now – where am I at with my winnings? I am now up to $600 in winnings. Very nice. Uh, Pricepicks.com slash great friends. If you're watching on YouTube or on TV, you can uh, scan the QR code right there. It'll take you directly to the sign-up page. When you Do deposit – uh, when you when you go through great friends – uh, you will get your first deposit matched up to one hundred dollars. Uh, Price picks—they got so much you can bet on NBA, NHL, NFL, college basketball, soccer. I'm gonna actually drop one real quick on that because Man U plays here in a little bit, and that's where I win my money. I don't really necessarily win on the other sports, so I win my money um, doing more or less on soccer. So go check them out, PricePicks.com/slash/GreatFriends. Uh, 
and they got plenty of specials here today. Brown, hey, t- I don't want to bring up did, specials because by the time they tip off, this is already going to air. So. Did uh did uh, Serge Ibaka get them points? Oh damn! You said more. Uh damn. Let me see. Hold on. Did Serge Ibaka get yesterday? I forgot to check, but now I don't know. Is there a freaking web page for his team? I don't even know what team he's on. I'm sure it is. I don't. I, let me see. Oh, this would have been good to to look up before we uh, we talked about it. Yeah, it's, that's so. This funny. whole thing, this whole thing's in freaking German. I don't know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do EuroBasket. Uh, that's a foreign. That's how you look up foreign player stats. Uh, it's 2023. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just move on. Who cares? Yeah, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. We'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. We shall figure it out. Pricepicks.com slash great friends. All right, Browner. Uh, yesterday, everybody started freaking out, and not myself included, but I did laugh at the at what Dave Roberts did yesterday. And it's going to take me to a whole bigger point, but we'll start off with Dave Roberts and Shohei Otani because yesterday, Dave Roberts was at, at the MLB Winter Meetings in Nashville, and he was asked, hey, um, you know, every move you've done for the past two or three years has been in, in preparation of signing Shohei Otani. You know, everybody criticized the Dodgers lost the offseason last year. They didn't sign anybody of substance and everybody thought they were going to suck. And then they, they didn't suck and they still won 100 games because you're going to get Otani in 2023. Well, it's 2023. Are you going to get Shohei Otani? Have you even met with Shohei Otani? Um, it's a good possibility. I, I think that. Um, um, yeah, we met with him. You know, I don't want to. I'd like to be honest, and so uh, we, we we met with Shohei, and uh, we talked, and um, I think it went well. I think it went well, but at the end of the day, uh, he's his own man, and he's going to do what's best uh, for himself, uh, where he feels most comfortable. Shame Sergi on you, ba- Dave Roberts. Sergi, Sergi Baca, 20 points, 12 rebounds. <laughs> okay. Shame on you, Dave Roberts, because according to Jeff Passan, and if you don't know who Jeff Passan is, <clears throat> Browner. He's like the oh, Schefter God. for baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. He reported that if a meeting between Otani and any team becomes public, the two-way superstar will hold it against the interested club. Now, you may laugh. You may laugh. You may roll your eyes, and you might call Otani whatever you want to call him. I don't care. Stick with me. Dave Roberts had the audacity to say he met with Shohei Otani. And you know why I know it's a big deal? You know why I know it's a big deal? Because the Dodgers president of baseball operations, Andrew Friedman, today in the winter meeting said, quote, I was surprised Dave said that. I'll leave it at that. Super pissed off. Super pissed Look, off. Look, man, listen, 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 listen. If Otani doesn't sign with the Dodgers because they talked about meeting with him. Yeah, build bro, a statue that's in the- San Diego. That's the business, man. Like, that's the business, dude. Like, you don't think somebody's going to find out who you met with? Like, I don't really understand dude, what been his two, deal is. There's only been two. For the guy that everybody wants, for the guy that everybody says he's the, the, the generational, ridiculous talent, there's only been two things that have come out for Shohei Otani. Two. One, the Blue Jays met with him, and that, like, everybody freaked out about just a report that the Blue Jays met with him. And then this one, that's it. That is it. So so you mean to tell me if in the Otani camp, they've now X'd out the Blue Jays and the Dodgers for more than $600 million, 
because yeah. they talked about a stop it. Now yeah. he might not like that, but that's the right. business. I man. don't think it's, I don't think he's gonna. It, the report didn't say you're gonna you're you're out. The report said he'll hold it against you. How much? How much does ahead. that really mean? Go right. ahead. Right, and I hope he really holds it against him because you imagine this. Okay, <laughs> can you imagine this off season? that the Padres are about to go through where they chop in salary, trading superstars, acquiring prospects, blah, blah, blah. After the most disappointing season in the history of the Padres organization, you imagine you topple that with a kick in the nuts that the Dodgers get Otani. Cause I think this was going to happen. I think everybody thinks that's what's going to happen. I mean, the I Blue Jays came Roberts, out of nowhere. I don't think Dave Roberts saying that he met with them is going to derail that $600 million. The, the, the Dodgers have been building for this for more than a year. I'm pretty sure he's number one, and he, he's number one on their list, and they're number one on his list. Is that, that that's the that's the second part I don't agree with, but I agree with the first part. Okay, who do you think is number one on his list? I don't know. If you see, because I this, this idea that he's such a creature of habit that was reported yesterday that he's. Think a lot of people think he's some people think he's going back to the Angels and then the Angels coming out and saying they're 100 not trading Mike Trout. That's bad business. The Angels conduct themselves in bad business repeatedly. I don't think he if he goes back to the Angels, he might just the creature of habit thing may be real. If he's serious about winning, there's three places he will go if he's serious about winning. The Giants. Because I think the Giants, organizationally, structurally, managerially, regardless of what I think about the manager, I just think he wasn't a fit here. They're set up to be competitive year after year after year. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers, same thing, set up to be competitive year after year after year if he goes to that team. The Yankees, financially, will always be able to compete year after year after year. Outside mm -hmm. of that, is he, if he goes any, or maybe the Astros, but I haven't heard anything about the Astros, but maybe that's the deal. So if he goes anywhere other than those places, I'd be, I'd be shocked. I'd be well, shocked. I think that I don't think he only will go to a place where he can be a winner because it's impossible to predict what happens to anybody. It's what not, I will it's, say, it's not impossible, but it's probable. Right. But I will say is this, unfortunately, for the NL West and for Padres fans, the Dodgers present both top things. One, the most money. Yes. And two, a chance to win a championship. Every year. That's the problem. That's the problem. You know, the Yankees don't present that to you. The no. Yankees present number one. The Yankees, the Red Sox don't present that to you. There's really only two places in baseball that present but even I don't think the Astros fit the first one, which I don't think I the don't Astros going to give you the most money. I don't I think the I don't Astros either. give you a chance to win every year. Right. So if you're Shohei Otani, like, do you maybe you just want to leave LA? You know, like by all reports, he's just, he doesn't like being famous. He just doesn't like it. It's not his thing. And that that listen, near does Mike Trout. You know, hey, so boo hoo, but, bro. It's not about Browner. It's not about just consistently just judging the guy. I'm just telling you, like, if we're talking about the conversation of where he wants to go, maybe he doesn't want to be in LA. Listen, like that could be a that could be a factor. That's all I'm saying. What you're saying could be 100 percent true. I'm not saying I just want to be clear. I'm not saying what you're saying is inaccurate. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm rolling my eyes at. I'm rolling my eyes at the report that he doesn't like being famous. If that's if that's true, if that's true, go back and play where you came from. 
Because if you play here at the rate you play, you're going to be famous. That's how this country works. That's just how it works. Sure, so but there's different levels if, of. But there's different levels. Like you can you 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 can be a a, a freaking superstar in in San Diego with the Padres. You could beat Tatis, but it ain't comparable to being Tatis in New York. It's just not. I'm not disagree. I'm not disagreeing with you, but the level of fame he he doesn't quote unquote like at the stature and skill that he presents himself. They don't add up. They don't add up. So if you played in San Diego or if you played in Tampa, eventually you got to go to New York. Eventually you got to go to Boston. Eventually you got to go to Houston, Chicago, LA. Eventually you got to go to these places and people go freak out. It's going to be difficult for you if you don't like that. That's part of the gig, man. Yeah. Then be bad. Well, Start striking out. No, Start giving up saying... five run home runs. Dude, you know what I'm saying though. Like I get, like you're you're just taking it to a whole different level. Like oh, go back to go back to Japan. Come do. on, dude. That's Come what on. I do. That's what I you do. You know exactly you like, what I'm saying. You don't like the American fame. Go back to Japan, bro. If the Mariners offered you six hundred million and the Dodgers offered you six hundred million, I'm, going to I'm not I'm not telling you that the Mariners are out because they didn't give them a dollar more. I think that that's a real possibility. If you don't play to win, what are you doing? If if Dude, if, how many, if the come money on, equal, man. If come the on. money is equal, if the money is equal in both places, right? Let's you, you said Seattle. Let's say the money is equal in Seattle, and the money is also equal in Los Angeles. The Dodgers, not Anaheim, obviously. You mean to tell me, from a competitive standpoint, as a guy who wants to win, a guy who wants to be known as the greatest player to ever play baseball, because that's allegedly why all these guys play to be one of the greats. You have an opportunity to not only do that statistically, but championship-wise, you have an opportunity to do that. You're going to pass on that? Maybe. Because if you if the Mariners paid you $600 million, you know what's going to happen? They're going to start trimming everywhere else. They start trimming, trimming, trimming all. A lot of trims. A lot of trims around there. The Dodgers, they can pay you $600 million and they won't have to do much trimming. That's all I'm saying. This idea that, it, oh, if all things are equal, if all things are equal, then it's the Dodgers. Right. That's well, what if it's facts. not equal? That's kind of what I was getting. What if it's not equal? What if what if the Mariners give him more money? Is that a, is that something bad that Otani did that every other athlete does? Oh, I took no, the most money. No, no, no. If if the Mariners give you more money, Playboy, get the check. Yeah. Get okay. the get the money, fella. I'm not saying don't get the money. I, I think I think we spoke past each other. Hey, yeah. Let me, so let me be very clear about this. Take the money. If the Reds offer you seven hundred million dollars, take it from Cincinnati. Take the yeah. money. Yeah. Take the money. By the way, you will hit eighty home runs in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Like that ball. That is a, that is a little league field. Oh, gone. That ball is out of here. Do you hit some in the river? If somebody offer river. you, if somebody offer you ten million more, take the money, dude. Take yeah. the money. Like, I'm yeah. not saying don't take – I'm saying take the money. Take the largest amount of money. But if it's right. all things are equal and everybody's offering the same amount of money, you go with the proven winner. And honestly, Shohei, listen, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, first You of probably all, are. Big fan. Number two. Eh, not me. Anybody can go to the Dodgers and win. Wow. Anybody. There we go. Anybody. Go somewhere else. Do it on your own. Here you know? he is. Here he is. Go somewhere Here else. Going to LA. You want to be third fiddle to, to Mookie Betts? You want to be Ain't third no fiddle third. To, to Freddie Freeman? Oh, 
Oh, do you really? Do you yourself? You're gonna try and go to LA and 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 and, and be better than what Kershaw has been for the last ten years. Come on, man. Come on. Go somewhere else. Start your own history. That's what you listen. Listen, I'm not a fan of you, brother. If you, I know you're listening. So let me just talk straight to you. I'm not a fan of you. I really, I really don't. I think you're just all, all hat, no cattle, if you know what I mean. But if you go to the Dodgers and you start winning, my boy, you start winning, you start putting, the, you start putting titles and division titles and World Series titles behind all those accolades, behind all those statistics, statues, they're going to be a statue for you. You're going to be like the Jordan of baseball, bro. You want to be the Jordan of baseball or you just want to be another dude? What's funny is I could already see you in August. I can already see you. I could already see you in May or June when Otani's already got like 20 home runs, 25 home runs, and the Dodgers are already got a 10 game lead in the NL West. And he's killing it and he's finally winning. He's on a winning team. I already know what you're going to say. Oh, you couldn't do it with the Angels, though. You ain't that good. Listen, I already know what you're going to say. Don't, I already know what you're going to say. Don't forecast me. Don't write forecast it down, me, Rigby. Bro. Write it down. Don't forecast in, me. When Otani signs with the Dodgers. They have a 10-game lead in June in the NL West. They've lost like 15 games only. And Otani's hitting 300 with 20 home runs and 50 RBIs in the first two and a half, three months of the season. And the Dodgers are rolling. And the Padres are in the tank because they're awful. And this man right here on the right box goes, man, he's not good. He could If he's so good, why come the Angels didn't win? He, he only joined – he's a front-runner. He's a front-runner. He joined the Dodgers. That's, he's not good. The Dodgers are already good without him. What's he doing that's any different? Yeah, Write it down. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I've always said this. If you – I rock with Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, people were like, oh, that's weak. KD's soft. Well, I said, no, bro. KD the best player on the planet because when he went to a team with the second or third best player on the planet, he was better than him. So, therefore – if Otani lands in in L.A. for the Dodgers and he's better than the other dudes, you know, you got to just give people credit, man. Yeah, that's what you say December 6th. That's not where you're going to say Yeah, that is what I say June December 15th. <laughs> you know, see me in June. It's a different yeah. conversation. And by the way, uh, for other people listening and watching right now, you sports writers that are all offended about Otani wanting to keep his free agency out on the DL, shut up. Shut up. All these like he owes it to baseball. He, he owes does. it to he owes it to baseball to speak publicly about he every does. team that he why? He does. What what other team, what other player is publicly speaking about their free agency in baseball? Blake Snell. Where? Blake Snell been Blake Snell been out and about and chitty and chatty. Where? Okay. Where? He was in he was in Seattle was Sunday. He was okay. in Seattle Sunday talking about Doing free agency. With who? He was he was doing a 12th man thing. Okay. Look it up. Tippity tap on your computer. You look it up. I don't need to look it up. I'm giving you the information. <laughs> I'm All giving you guys, the information. These these reports of uh oh like look at this. Oh, Otani's agent want news leaked of meetings with teams says such things will be held against him. And so many folks normalize this of calling it out for what is pretentious BS. We all know he's an incredible player, just negotiate pick dude. Shut up. Shut Look, up. Man. Any free agent could do whatever he wants. He doesn't this, owe you anything, reporter. This is why this is why this is where you and I disagree. And this is why baseball has become a regional sport. When you have the biggest free agent to ever hit the if Patrick Mahomes was a free agent, 
every day, every hour, there'll be an update on who he talked to. Oh, he had on green shoes. He's going to the Jets. Like, this is this is how you sure. get your, your sport in the mainstream. And all yeah. these guys are doing, whose job it is to cover it, they just want to cover it. They right. just want to do it, their job. Sure. But if Otani isn't doing any of those things, he doesn't owe it to the reporter to do it. Speculate on them then. Right. Yeah, which is which is what they're doing. Good. They just don't have Good anything to them. write about because the winter meetings have been so boring because nothing's happened. Good for them. Good but for like them, man. To, to, sit, to sit on your little desk chair at home and like it's like me saying like, oh, Tani, why aren't you speaking publicly about free agent? You owe it to us. You owe it. Shut up. We didn't owe us anything, dude. I take in more sports than just about anybody I know. And I can tell you right now, this is the last story until it happens because yeah. nobody's talking about it. Because, because he doesn't want to talk about it. And that's the problem with I guess we're we're saying different things. My thing, that's the problem with baseball. That's how they got in the in the backseat. They're not even in a bag, they're in a third row of the car, and nobody's even listening to them. We forgot they're even in the car because of stuff like this. When your big stars become free agents, you have big stars available, but you have guys out there. That needs to be the talk. That needs to be leading Sports Center. That needs to be leading all these sports talk shows. That needs to be trending on Twitter. And it's not. And it's not. And that's the problem with baseball. And if people like it that way, cool. Yeah. Well, it's not Do the you. player's fault. It's not the first fall. It's not the player's <laughs> And we'll get into it more because we're running out of time. But I think you'll agree with this. It's not the player's fault that that's the problem with baseball. The problem with baseball is the way they've set up everything. Remember NFL free agency? It kicks off on a day. Paul George and Russell Westbrook were having a party to officially sign at midnight in Oklahoma City. That is because the NBA set it up that way and the NFL set it up that way. Free agency starts today. Boom. When did MLB free agency start? I had no idea. I had Who no knows? idea. That's not Otani's fault. That's not Otani's. That's baseball's fault. That's you true. described baseball's problem. We'll be right back. We can talk about it more. Also, I want to piss Browner off. So I have an Aaron Rodgers clip I'd like to play for him. No, we come back don't. next. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's Grande and Browner with you guys today. Scott's back tomorrow, um, and then we will get going for the NFL weekend. But right now, obviously, baseball has been dominating today's conversation. Uh, Shout-out to Eric Williams for joining us earlier today as well. Uh, right now, we're brought to you by Mushroom Life, mushroomlife.com slash greatfriends. Um, get 50% off your first purchase at Mushroom Life. Browner, tell the people what you take every day and why you have four kids and you got sick, but immediately, like in two days, you feel 100% better. Tell the people what mushroom life did for you look man mushroom life has kept me fired up and energetic once the show is over because this show obviously i give a lot i'm a passionate person they refer to it as anger i refer to it as passion no, not I'm very anger. passionate on the show i'm very passionate on this show. when you said very, you wouldn't yell anymore listen to me listen I, i'm not yelling i'm very passionate right on this show <laughs> and therefore that passion and that energy has to come from somewhere. That has to be some wood thrown on that fire, okay? Mm -hmm. And mushroom life, sustained energy, and mental energy, which I'm out of this one, Brett. You heard me, Brett. I'm out of this one. Brown box needs to be restocked. These two things allow me to not fall asleep when I'm done being so passionate on this show. So I would encourage everybody to hit that QR code. Just visit the website. Look at what they have. And if you like something you see, you mm -hmm. order it. Not only do you get a discount, but you will get a lot of surprises in your bag because that's how I got Brett gets down. 
there you go. Mushroom Life. Scan that QR code. It'll take you straight to the website to get 50% off your first order. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. All right, Browner. Do I want to get you mad or do I want to get you happy first? I'm trying to figure out which way I want to go with this. Choose wisely because I'm, I'm, I'm energizing myself. I know because you, you bring the passion. You bring the energy. So if I play right. this clip, you might go on a 15-minute rant about how much you hate Aaron Rodgers. So I'm trying to figure out if this is what I want to do or if I want to start off with good news because the good news – you know what? I'm going to start off with good news. I'm going to start off with the good news because I do feel like I might have to edit if I play the Aaron Rodgers clip. So okay. I will – maybe I'll say – no, I won't even play it for Uncensored. Good news first. Taylor Swift has been voted Times Person Come of the on, Year. Man. Come on. Uh, okay. All right. What are we doing here? And the uh, editor <laughs> of Time. The editor of Time magazine. That's what you thought. That's what you're doing on this show. The editor of Time magazine said, in a time, in a time of such negativity spiraling across the planet, in a time where, you know hundreds of thousands of Americans are overdosing on drugs in a time where there's war in other parts of the country in the times where there's just negativity and bad stories happening everywhere. One thing that has brought positivity and happiness to the population of not only America, but the world has been Taylor Swift and her world tour. So for that Taylor Swift times person of the year, bro, do you know most of her songs are negative? Did, did, did they did they did they know that most of her songs are about pooping on dudes and breaking? Do you up? know that? I've been told. Right, but you don't listen, so you don't really know. No, 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 no. Right, I don't know that for a fact. Right, right, right. I just know from what I've heard about her music, most of her songs yeah. are about being dumped or breaking up with guys. Yeah, so but a lot negative. of people relate to that. You know, a lot of people can relate to to the heartbreak that Taylor Swift has has dealt with from. Dozens and dozens of celebrity relationships. Well, apparently, had. to the tune of more than a billion dollars. So good for yeah. her. Again, I'm always, I'm always for people getting money. Period. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, good for her, man. Put that up somewhere yeah. and make a song about being Times Person of the Year. Good well, there her. is some people that she hasn't made happy, and that's NFL fans. The fact that we have to see her in the booth or in the in the suite every time she goes to a Travis Kelsey Chiefs game. Uh, she did get asked about that, believe it or not, Browner, by Times, whoever wrote the article. And she was like, well, it's not my fault. Here's a quote. Quote, I don't know how they know what suite I'm in. There's a camera like half a mile away and you don't know where it is. And you have no idea when the camera's putting you in the broadcast. So I don't know if I'm being shown 17 times or once. I have no awareness of if I'm being shown too much and pissing off a few dads, brads and chads. But football's wow. awesome. It turns out I've been missing out my whole life. So don't blame Taylor Swift. Blame the broadcasts. Hey, listen, listen. She just hey, she's just there hey. being a supportive girlfriend and ready to write an album as soon as she as soon as he dumps her. Or she, she dumps just, him. Listen, she just flamed a bunch of white folks. Dad's Dad, Brass, Brass and, Brass and Chads. Chads. That's gonna be a song title, bro. Oh yeah. Because you know Dad, Brass and she's, Chads, already written, she's already written a song about NFL and being shown and, and how everybody's mad at her. But it is a bunch of dads, Brads and Chads. Like, who's really mad? Like it's a, it was a little annoying, but are you mad about it? Look, uh, she just I, gave y'all the she just gave y'all the title of one of her future songs, mm -hmm. Dad's Brass and Chads. Yeah, are you are you upset that Time Magazine gave Taylor Swift Person of the Year? 
I just think that it's wild, okay? Just hear me out. Just hear me out. I think that it's wild in a time where, ironically, all those negative things are happening. Yes. Right? That you quoted that or quoted in the article, either or. Uh-huh. That we, as a society, mm-hmm. would turn to this publication and they would turn to a musician or a celebrity as person of the year when as person of the year, she's had no real effect on the actual outcome of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So to me, giving someone saying she's the most popular person of the year, that's a very no, easy award to she's give times her. Person so the she's year. the person of the year. Yeah. Would in, would would in, would state that she's had some type of positive impact globally to make the world a better place. And the only thing that she's made better is her wallet with this world tour. Well, that here's it. who's here's because I did this for the sports person of the year in Deion Sanders when he won and how people were pissed off. And then I was like, you can't be pissed off if you don't know who won last year. Do you know who was the person of the year? And I'm not saying you're pissed off. I'm just asking right, right, if right. you know who the times person of the year in 2022 was. So last Dr. Fauci. Incorrect. Oh, the spirit of Ukraine was the Times person of the year in 2020. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. In 2021? Any uh-huh. guesses in 2021? Fauci had to win at some point. Elon Musk. That didn't age well. In 2020? Fauci? Not Fauci. Joe God. Biden and Kamala Harris. Double dip. Well, that's good because they won the election. They, de- they defeated Donald Trump, who was going to... Who was the, the Times person of the year? 2019. In 2016. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've, had some fun, they've had some fun. Uh, Greta Thunberg was in 2019. That's a good one. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. Uh, 2018, uh, The Guardians, journalists who face persecution, arrest, murder for their reporting. Uh, like Jamal Khashoggi, Maria Reza. Oh, Obama. yeah. That's, see, that's, again, that's another good one. Uh, 2017, The Silence Breakers. The people who spoke out against sexual abuse and harassment, including the, the Me Too? of the American Me Too movement. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Trump in 2016. 2015. At the time, that was a good That was a newsworthy one. He, had I mean, he did win the, world. the presidency out of Correct. nowhere. Like, yeah. As a game show host, he became president of this country. That's newsworthy. Reality TV show host. Thank you very much. My bad, my bad. It was no game show. My bad. Uh, Angela Merck. By the way, I've been re-watching like, some shows because I my Spotify wrapped is done. So I, I was kind of over my music this year. So I've been watching a whole mm-hmm. bunch of shows recently. God, why Spotify land off all these people? I, I don't know. All right. Keep I don't going. even know what you're talking about. Uh, okay. But Friends references. Like, there's so many references. Like, I just watched Home Alone last night. Oh, look who was there. Donald Trump. And then Friends. They're like, oh, you look like Donald Trump. It was talked about in glowing light. I don't know why he did this to himself, man. He was a celebrity. I don't either. He was in rap videos. He was like the king of the Everybody world. Everybody loved the guy. Everybody yeah. loved him. Anyways, 2015, Angela Merkel. 2014, Ebola fighters. 2013. That feels like way longer than nine man, years ago. That feels ago, like a lifetime ago. Yeah. That feels like uh, a lifetime ago. Pope Francis, 2013. Barack Obama, 2012. So you're, to your point, there really isn't this. I mean, I guess Trump was, but there really isn't an artist, a musician, an actor. Right. But Taylor Swift becomes the person of the year. So there you go. That's wild to me. That's that's that is a that's an interesting place for time to be right now. 
to be putting Taylor Swift as the person of the year when you just yeah. read down all these other people who have done tremendous things that have impacted this planet or the world in a meaningful forward way. And How about you... uh, I, I know what you're saying. I was just bringing it up because I, it wasn't what I was going to get you mad about, but I did think it was relevant to sports fans because Taylor Swift has been on your television six to seven times weeks a week this year. So how about athlete of the year? Any guesses? Ooh, athlete of the year. I can tell you last year who won. If that may help you. <laughs> who? I'll give you the last few. Okay. Aaron judge in 2022. Okay. Simone Biles in 2021. Okay. LeBron James in 2020 and the U S women's national soccer team in 2019. Nikola Jokic. No. Oh. Really? What? Oh. I don't think know. about what global superstar is now. Oh, Lionel Messi. Messi. Lionel Messi won your Times Athlete of the Year, uh, which is funny because he won the World Cup last year. But I guess he was awarded the Athlete of the Year because he chose to come to America, and now Times is aware of him. So they're like, hey, oh, hey, Messi's That's got to be important. That's got to be the first time an MLS athlete has ever won Times Athlete of the Anything. Year. So shout out Anything. to MLS, dude. Shout out. It's, it's shout working. Out it's working, yeah. MLS. Shout out to you. Uh, all right, so I'm done. So I just thought it was funny that all these lists are coming out at the end of the year. Um, Deion Sanders winning Sports Person of the Year and now Lionel Messi winning Athlete of the Year by Time Magazine. And when I go to the dentist tomorrow, I'll be sure to look for the Time Magazine because that's the only place I see them. So... Wow. Thank you. That's a shot. That's a backhanded compliment. Um, more good news, Browner. And this is very good news for San Diegans. Oh. The port of San Diego has agreed in principle to lease oh. 40 years and a nine and a half acre site on the East Harbor Island to Top Golf International. <laughs> I got a rendering, baby. Look how beautiful ah, it's gonna that looks look terrible. when you Look how beautiful it's going to look when you smash them balls towards those nets towards downtown San Diego, right next to Terminal 1. Uh, construction will begin. I don't know why it's going to take them so long, but in 2025, construction will begin. And they got a 40 Because oh, of what they're least. doing in the airport. Yeah, probably too much congestion happening, maybe. But yeah. there you go, Browner. How about this for a rendering? I like that rendering. I don't even know what. Listen, man, I ride my bike down there all the time. Mm -hmm. And if this is where I think it is. That this that's right across the street from the airport, right where all those rental cars are. So where that yes. first parking lot is, and then Correct. the second parking lot, those are just those are just two empty parking lots. Yeah, where they on your way to like Co Costera. Correct. Basically. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there's plenty of parking, obviously. Plenty of space. Uh, plenty of space, and you're gonna. I mean, you know what does kind of suck? I guess is the netting. It's not very pretty, but I mean, it's a freaking driving range. You need netting, like so. I think it's it's going to be dope. There you go, top goal. I, so I know we better when they when they like uh, christen that thing or they hit it with some glass or something. We need to be around. We need to be there. We need to start. Yeah, we need to tell Finley immediately. Hey, bro, listen. We mean we don't need to be the first guest, but we need to be in the top five, top ten. Mm -hmm. We got to be mm -hmm. in there. So there you go, Browner. Good news all around. Good news all around. You got Taylor news. Swift, Lionel wow. Messi. That's good news. All the things you care about. Taylor Swift, soccer, and golf. And golf. Look at you. Great segment this me. segment was made for you. It was, right? Now we just need to talk about some F1. -er. 
There, oh, there's big F1 news happening right now. Dude, there's oh. huge F1 news happening right now. There is talk so of big. collusion between Ooh. a team principal, which is like the president of a team, and his okay. wife, who happens to be have a, a executive role in F1, and how they were accused of her giving him inside information. And it's just like his team. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. What like they're you? married. You don't think it's like, I guess that I guess the sport thought it was therapist rules where it's like, yeah. Nah, like, what is it? Up? What is that? La- that, that line? What's where the Hippocratic five? oath? Sure. There you go. So listen, I'm going to tell you, listen, listen, I dated a therapist. But they tell you, by the way, they come home and tell you everything. Mm-hmm. They just don't say names. They don't tell you. They exactly. I was going to say, they tell you everything they don't tell you their but names. they don't tell you who correct so she could be but the problem with her is she can't tell him everything because there is no who she is has the the car is everything right so if she's so anyways there you go brown so they, they gotta get a divorce or no what's funny is that every so the report was that the teams there's there's 10 teams uh-huh. That teams came out and accused her of sharing information with him. And he's the he's the owner principal of Mercedes. Okay. And so today, nine teams came out with this the same statement saying, We didn't do it. I don't know where they got it from. We have no problem with her and him. So literally, the 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 commission, the NFL, said everybody, all 32 teams are complaining about you two. And then all 31 other teams were like, no, we're not. No, we're not. So now it's like, well, who did it then? So that's kind of where we're at right now. That's uh, kind of where we're at right now. The season's is, over, is, by the bro. way, Brown. The season's over, right? So there is this is what we're talking about in, in the world of that one. You know, it's time now for yeah, highlight of the day. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day brought to you by Tori and California Holistics, where every day you can get 20% off your purchase by using our promo code AMAZING. And get ready because we will have a new promo code come 2024. I can't believe I just said 2024. But the promo code right now online in store is AMAZING. And today is Weed Wednesday, Browner. Weed Wednesday. You get 35% off. Tory Herb Co. Ace, you get 25% off. Claiborne Ace, you get 20% off. Country Cannabis, you get a Lowell Herb pre-roll 10-pack deal. You get Tory Herb 1-gram jars, four for 30 bucks. So go check them out. Tory, California Listics, today's Weed Wednesday, promo code AMAZING. Browner, more good news specifically for you. Zach Wilson's back. Zach Wilson is starting week 14 for the New York Jets. Confirmed by the Jets, by Robert Sala. He's back, baby. Zach Wilson will start this week against the Houston Texans at home. They forced him to do it. (laughs) They forced his hand. Either you play or we don't pay. You got to play. Sorry, Zach Wilson. Just hand it off, bro. Just hand it off. That's, well, uh, the re- obviously the reports, the obviously the reports were earlier this week that uh, Robert Sala went up to Zach Wilson's like, hey, I don't want to, 
you're going to be our starter again. Zach Wilson's like, no, nah, dog. No, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm done. Good. You I'm you demoted me to third string. I ain't going to do that. You yesterday. Cut the guy who was the starter all of a sudden. <clears throat> yesterday, this was not the clip that I was going to piss you off. This is Aaron Rodgers with Pat McAfee yesterday, who spoke with Zach Wilson and called baloney. Whether intentional or unintentional, try to assassinate someone's character like that report does for Zach. I have a, I have a real hard time with that. Okay, really so you're saying that that was an effort to maybe make Zach look like a worse human than he potential people already view. Yeah. I think that that was... How can he not read it any other way? I mean, you're basically saying that this Quit. this kid is, is quitting on the team and, and doesn't want to play and has given the middle finger to the organization. Um, now, listen, uh, I don't want to speak for him because he's going to get a chance this week to speak, and I'm going to let him speak. I'll tell you that I love the kid, and I've spent a lot of time with him, uh, and um, I think he's uh, an amazing uh, young man, and he is young. You know, he's in his he's early 20s, and I've had a blast spending time with him. Um, he's gone through a lot in the last three years, and he's got every right to be uh, frustrated and disappointed about it. Baloney. When, you know, when you're not a threat to him, he will be your best friend. The second you're a threat to this guy, man, oh, he will throw you under the bus. He will try to make you look bad. He won't share any snaps with you. It, like, come on, man. Look, I... Diana Rossini would not have reported that unless she got that on good authority because she's a good reporter. So for him to bait now, so now, now you got to ask yourself the question, is he saying she's a liar? Is he saying that she purposely is now set out to destroy his character and career? No, no he I, did I just that think that on interceptions think, on the field. I think he was going after the sources, not necessarily the reporter. I never met a guy. Well, I, I mean, I've never met him. But I haven't seen a guy who goes out of his way to bash the media through the media. Like, it's impressive. It is utterly impressive that this guy is yeah. so anti-media while being part of the media. Like, I, And he goes on these friendly, in these friendly environments, so Pat McAfee's never going to push back on him and go, Aaron, you're kind of part of the media too, bro. Right. I like, mean, I'm paying you to, to be on the show. Right. So I'm not going to piss you off. Obviously, but it just I, this, he can't go away soon enough. No, oh, he's not that, going away. He's not going. He away. can't go away soon enough, man. I thought since he was hurt, he'd go away and rehab and come back when he was better. Man, he is not going away at all. And when you're not playing and you talking like this, we'll just make it worse for me. It all right. It well, it's we're, that was brought to you by Tori in California. That wasn't even the that wasn't even the clip that was going to make you mad. I I this is all about being happy. This segment. And there we are. Four things that Jerome Browner loves. Taylor Swift, Love Lionel him. Messi, golf. Actually, five things. F1 and Aaron Rodgers. This segment was for you, Browner. And it was brought Thank to you by Tori and California Holistics. Promo code that. amazing. If you're listening on radio, more to come. If you're watching on YouTube, and Uncensored. Coming up right now. All right, we're done. We made it through another day. Are you getting senioritis or is it just me? I wouldn't call it. Well, I wouldn't use the term senioritis. Why would you say senioritis? Because I feel like there's a vacation coming. And I'm counting the days for the vacation to come. I don't, you know, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it like that. I don't look at it like that. I just the the sports the sport never lets down. Baseball. Sure, I think sure, baseball sure. is the baseball before the Padres got interesting was like, oh god, this is so terrible. I worked at 1090, I think a lot longer than you. I was there way since longer, 2009. Yeah. And so in the, it, I don't know if people are watching this still like it in radio and and basically media, Christmas time is not a happy time. Christmas time no. is like they were about to lay everybody off, and right. because we got to redo our budget at for the next, yeah, everybody gets fired at Christmas. Pretty the much. moods, the mood, shit, the mood is shit in a lot it's of radio stations, a lot of TV all. stations, a lot of newspapers, like media companies right now. The mood is shit because they're they're reshuffling, getting ready for the new season or the new year for their their budget. So I think like I was there so long, and I know we haven't been there since 2019, but and then COVID happened, so that was really weird. But I'm telling you, like now yeah. that we're getting like, I don't feel it as much as I used to feel it. My wife, who I've been with since 2014, was like, you suck in December. Like, you're cranky, you're, you're, you're angry, you hate your job, and you're like, and you're just always like this in December. And I never really even thought about it, but I really was. And that's why I'm asking if you get senioritis, because, like, I always felt like shit going to work in December, because I kind of knew. Someone's going to get fired. And, you know, we didn't work for a big company, so it wasn't 100 people. But right. if five people get fired, that was a big deal at 1090. But, but the thing is, the thing about it is that's what made it worse. Because the people yeah. that got fired, you knew them. You talked. Yeah. Like, that building was small enough that you knew everybody in it by their first name. Mm-hmm. You talked to them. You sat with them at some point. Y'all had some oh, yeah. laughs. And then people just went back to work. And so when they started firing people, yeah. it was one of those things where it it was just a... When is it my turn? Right. And, and I think so, like, and I I have have to, every year. Oh, it's every year. Like every yeah. year. And maybe it was only one or two people on the good year, but it was every year. But every year it was and, two, at least two people. And um, so I think like um, my brain is still distorted to be like, okay, we're going to take Christmas and New Year's that week off like we do every year. But it's like a happy time this year now, you know, like because right. it's just three of us and it's not like this dread of doom and gloom. Right. We um, know we'll be back. Yeah, we know we'll be back, but I am also like ready for a nice. I'd like to stop typing into a microphone for a few days. Like that always gives me, it refreshes me now. Like more than like I'm pissed off because everybody's getting fired around me. Like now I'm just like a little refreshment for the 2024 year. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I approach it. I approach it every day as an opportunity to kind of just, you know, uh, enjoy what we do because it's so unoften that people enjoy what they do yeah i enjoy being here and i think i think you enjoy being here i think scott enjoys being here and so the fact that we all enjoy being here i think it's easy for us to uh want to keep coming back because for people who don't know if we didn't want to be here buddy it would be very easy for everybody to go their own separate ways and do something else but i think we genuinely enjoy working with each other we enjoy we genuinely enjoy the platform and we're having a good time and because yeah. we're because all those things are present, this doesn't feel like the average radio experience in December where you're looking over your shoulder or where you're waiting for the other shooter drop on somebody around you because yeah. that was miserable, man. Yeah. That well, I would sit back in my office because for some reason that office became the place where people came before they went out the back door. I mean, that's because that's where it was. And so that's where and it I was. had all, and I had all the tickets and stuff. Yeah. So on a on a Friday. Everybody would knock on that door 
to say, hey, you got a couple tickets to this or that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so you got to know everybody. And when you get to know everybody, and then those people don't, they stop coming or they come for the last time and they and they tell you, hey, man, yeah, it's pretty much it for me. I probably, I'm not going to be back next week. I just spoke to Shep. I just spoke to Glick. And so it, and it's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't happen to me. So it's yeah. a, it's, it's a, it's a wild process. And so I've always had the same, I keep the same energy going in that I have going out. If I was happy when I got there, I'm going to be happy for the opportunity when it's time to go. I think that's just the best, that's the best way to live life. That's the best way to handle opportunities because the people you see going up on your way to success oftentimes are the same people you see going down in some way, shape or form. And so if you conduct yourself as a professional and you conduct yourself above certain levels of approach, you'll always be good with people. And that's how I feel like I am in this business. I feel like I'm always good with people because I treat everybody the same and I operate in the same way. And I feel like you kind of do the same way. Now, there are people who hate Scott for different reasons, but I, you know, he and I, I ain't never had no smoke with him. So nope. it's one of those things where your experience dictates how you feel about the person. And, and you know, and that's, and that's kind of what this business is. So Mary. Yeah. Listen, ho, ho, ho for all the hoes. Wow. That's uh, let's just wrap it there. Then I can't. I what what Browner said. <laughs> Scott's back tomorrow. You can tell him to save. Is it Hanukkah tomorrow? It's something. They always got something. No, I think it's tomorrow or Friday. Anyways, Scott's back tomorrow. We're back tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>